Thanks to this season's presenting sponsor, Driscoll's. Only the finest berries. Welcome to Mystery Recipe. I'm Molly Birnbaum, Editor-in-Chief of America's Test Kitchen Kids. Every week we'll be talking about the fun, fantastical, and fascinating sides of a different kitchen ingredient. At the end of the season, we'll use all of them in a recipe to cook together. This is episode two of Sugar Week. Bake it easy. We're talking about all things sweet. There's all types of sweeteners, both natural and human-made. You might see human-made sugar alternatives in pink or blue packets at a diner, restaurant, or coffee shop. Natural sweeteners are things like honey or maple syrup. They come from different sources and have different flavors and textures, but they all make things sweeter. Today, we're getting tricky with some tricky trivia, and then we're learning more about how sugar can help others with this week's Ask a Grown-Up segment. But first, our theme. Looks good. I bet it tastes good. Ooh. Nature, go! Woohoo! Yeah! Mystery Recipe. Welcome back to Mystery Recipe. This week is Sugar Week, and it's time for us to get to know this ingredient a little better with some tricky trivia. Hey, Mitzi. There's no need for you to yell, Molly. I'm right here. Oh, sorry, Mitzi. You snuck up on me. Just kidding. I'm not a tiger. I'm an oven mitt. I'm not scary. Molly, I've missed you. How are you? That's good. Me too. No way. All right. Mitzi, are you okay? Oh, yeah. I'm fine. I'm great. Did you know that we have a coffee machine in this recipe lab and it can add sugar to your coffee for you and you can have as much as you want for free? It's time for tricky trivia, isn't it? Oh, boy. What's our mystery ingredient? It's, um, sugar week. Sugar week! What a coincidence. I've just recently discovered sugar and I can't get enough. Honestly, can we have some while we do trivia? Well, actually, I thought we'd focus on some trivia about sweeteners. Our tricky trivia today will focus on sweet things that are made naturally. No way! Okay, this sounds amazing. Nature, go! Woo! Yeah! All right, I'm going to say a sentence, and you have to tell me if it's true or false. Here's your first one. Honey is bee vomit. So is this true or false? Is honey bees vomit? Wowzers. I mean, holy moly, molly, wally, that's a whole lot of information for such a short sentence. What a way to start dropping a bomb like that right off the bat. Is honey bee vomit? Ugh, I sure hope not. But didn't Adelina say something about this in our last episode? Huh, I can't remember. I'm trying to focus, but my brain is just buzzing like a hive of bees, and I really don't want it to be true. So false. I say false. Believe it or not, Mitzi, the answer is true. Honey is essentially bee vomit. That's... Surprising. Long story short, honey is made from flower nectar, a sweet, syrupy something in the center of many flowers. Ugh, say that ten times fast. A sweet, syrupy something in the center of a flower. A sweet, syrupy something in the center of many flowers. A sweet, syrupy something in the center of Some bees fly around and collect the nectar. They fly over to a flower and suck that nectar right up into their mouths. Yum! And they store that nectar in a second stomach. Two stomachs? Must be nice. They fly back to the hive and pass that nectar back to a different bee who uses it to make honey. Passes it back to a different bee from their second stomach. 
by vomiting. Isn't nature amazing? Well, that's one word for it. All right, we've got one more question for you. Yeah, let's, uh, let's please change the subject. Here's your next true or false. The United States produces over 4 million gallons of maple syrup every year. That's over six Olympic-sized swimming pools worth of syrup. So is that true or false? Does the U.S. make over six Olympic-sized swimming pools worth of maple syrup every year? Ah, best question ever! How much sweet syrupy goodness did the U.S. produce last year? Not enough, I'll tell you that much. Okay, let's think. Well, there are over 300 million people in the U.S., and I know not everyone uses a gallon of maple syrup every year. That would be crazy, but I definitely get close. I think it's going to be as high a number as possible, and 4 million is pretty high, so I say, true! That's right, Mitzi. According to the USDA and the National Agricultural Statistics Service... National Agricultural Statistics Service? Ooh, sounds amazing! And like someone you can trust. In 2017, the U.S. produced 4.27 million gallons of maple syrup. I'm overwhelmed. Swimming in a pool of maple syrup? I can't... I can't imagine. Boy, is it late? When did I get so sleepy? And what happened to the happy buzzing sound inside my head? All that energy sugar gives you doesn't last forever. Ugh, I feel like it's way past my bedtime all of a sudden. All right. That's all the trivia I can manage today. If it's okay with you, Molly, I'm suddenly in the mood for some pancakes and a nap. Wait, that sounds amazing. Save me some. Well, up next, we have a slightly different take on our Ask a Grown-Up segment, because we aren't actually asking a grown-up. This week, our friend Chad is talking to 14-year-old Michael Platt, who started his own bakery and cupcake business a few years ago. We'll learn some more after this quick word from our sponsors. Just long enough for me to get some of those pancakes. Grown-ups, this ad is for you. Safety pancakes, safety pancakes, safety, safety pancakes, pancakes. Hey, grown-ups. If you're anything like me, it's easy to let grocery shopping fall to the bottom of your to-do list. Let's go. Kroger's grocery delivery service has taken the stress out of the process. You don't even need to leave your house. Shop online and get fresh groceries delivered to your house in as little as an hour. And who doesn't love a delivery? My daughter Olive sure does. It's a package. What do you think is in it? I don't know. This is all special for you, Olive. The nice people at Kroger sent us all these snacks just for you. Learn more at Kroger.com. What does that look like? A tree. A tree? It kind of looks like grapes. And what's that? All right, we are back with more Mystery Recipe. Today we are talking to Michael Platt. Michael is the 14-year-old owner of Michael's Desserts, an online baking business based in Bowie, Maryland. He started his business with the goal of addressing inequality and fighting hunger in their community. Michael's Desserts sells cupcakes, cookies, and Rice Krispie treats. And for every item they sell, they also donate one to local homeless shelters in the Maryland area. 
They also donate proceeds from events and bake sales to charities like No Kid Hungry. But we'll let Michael tell you all about that. Chad, take it away. Michael, can I ask you to introduce yourself? Hello, my name is Michael Platt, and I'm the owner of Michael's Desserts. Great. And can you tell me a little bit about Michael's Desserts? What do you do? So Michael's Desserts is a baking business, and it's one for one. So every dessert that someone buys, I give a dessert to someone in need. What made you fall in love with baking? It was a very uh, almost peaceful. I just got to go into the kitchen and be creative and do what I wanted to do. And also, I got to eat it afterward, and it tasted delicious. So that was really, really fun. <laughs> yeah, it's great to do something fun that ends in delicious food, right? Yes. So you fell in love with baking. What made you decide to start a business? I knew I wanted to start a business, and I knew I really liked baking and that I was good at it. And I also knew that I wanted to help people when I was doing my business. So that was almost a perfect storm that allowed me to make Michael desserts. Uh, A lot of people might decide, you know, they really love doing something. They do want to give back to their community, but they might be too young or not ready to kind of start doing so. What made you not wait to be an adult to start giving back? I guess, like, it's almost that saying, why do something tomorrow that you can do today? Um, It's just something like, why would I wait until I'm an adult when I can do something when I'm a kid, like being a kid doesn't really stop you from being able to solve a problem or from being able to do something that you love. So start when you're a kid. How did you start uh, when you decided that you wanted to try and address the problem of hunger? Um, the first thing that I did was I just started giving out food. It's, it's a very simple solution, but it's a really big problem. If someone is hungry, give them food. That's what you do. So that's what I did. Um, So I started with giving out food, just food that I'm cooking in my kitchen and then giving it out. And then I also went to partner with organizations that help to give out food like No Kid Hungry, which is an organization that helps feed hungry or food insecure kids. It sounds like you really prioritize a lot of your time to help support other people. When did you start doing that? I guess my family has been very involved in the community. They have been, like, my grandmother was on the Board of Education. My grandfather was a Boy Scout troop leader. My mother gave out cups of soup and biscuits. So I've almost always been involved in my community and helping my community. So that wasn't really new to me. But when I started doing it by myself with, um, like, with giving away cupcakes, I started doing that when I was 11 years old. That's great. And how old are you now? I'm 14. So most of the time, we just go to different homeless shelters or we'll go around D.C. and feed the people who are in the parks. But I know that a cupcake isn't going to solve hunger, so I also give some of my proceeds to an organization called No Kid Hungry. Can you tell me a little bit more about No Kid Hungry? What do they do? No Kid Hungry is an organization that helps to feed food insecure kids. So most food insecure kids, that when they are hungry, they get two of their meals from school which is breakfast and lunch. So during the weekend or during the summer or during some type of like vacation or break, they don't get that. So No Get Hungry, one of the things they do is allows the kids to still have access to food during the summertime or during the weekend. What do you do in order to support that group? Every year I do really big bake sales and then all the proceeds that I get from those bake sales, I give to No Get Hungry. Why is it important to you to give back to your community? I feel like everybody should get basic necessities like food, even if they can't afford it or not. And I feel like that's something that I can help with. I think it's amazing that you saw an opportunity to help and you didn't wait. Yeah. 
One thing I noticed is that Michael's Desserts has a flavor of the month. Can you tell me a little bit about that? So every month I do a Freedom Fighter cupcake. And basically that cupcake is a cupcake that is inspired by a modern day freedom fighter that I'm inspired by, like Malala or Dr. Martin Luther King. Can I ask you to explain to us what a freedom fighter is? So a freedom fighter is basically someone in the world that is helping to solve a problem. And why do you choose to make uh, your flavors of the month after uh, Freedom Fighters? I just feel like I I wanted to be able to almost honor the people that inspired me to do what I'm doing. So that was basically the best way that I know how to honor someone. Basically, cupcake off of them. And it's helpful um, just to get people to continue talking about these people, right? Yes. So, Michael, if people want to learn more about Michael's desserts... Um, where can they go? So on all social media, on Instagram and Facebook, it is Michael's Desserts. And I also have a website, which is michaelsdesserts.com. Michael, thank you so, so much for taking the time to talk to us today. Okay, thank you. That's all the time we have for today's episode. But we will be back on Friday with more sugary goodness. We'll be doing a science experiment. And our wacky and fun wildcard segment is sure to take you on a sweet adventure. If you love Mystery Recipe, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. That way, you won't miss an episode. Until then, keep on cooking. Mystery Recipe is hosted by me, Molly Burndum. And I'm a chef's hat. Chad Chennai is our writer and producer. He's an apron covered in flour. Our executive producer is Caitlin Kelleher. She's a trusty wooden spoon. Scoring, sound design, and mixing by Matt Boynton of Ultraviolet Audio, The Cutting Board. Jonathan Roberts composed our theme music. He's the timer on your microwave. Our post-production supervisor is Hen Margolis, a measuring cup. Our production manager is Diane Knox, who is also our grocery list. Jack Bishop is our chief creative officer at America's Test Kitchen. He's the oven. David Nussbaum is our CEO our favorite cookbook. Special thanks to our senior science editor, Paul Adams, our deputy editor, Kristen Sargianis, and editorial assistant, Katie O'Hara. This episode featured the voice of Kira O'Sullivan. Special thanks to Michael and Danita from Michael's Desserts. If you want to learn more about No Kid Hungry, visit nokidhungry.org. Thanks again to our sponsor, Purdue. Mystery Recipe is a production of America's Test Kitchen Kids. grown-ups, I wanted to tell you a little bit about our newsletter. If you love the fun food content we share on Mystery Recipe, then sign up today for our ATK Kids newsletter to receive even more recipes, activities, and stories from me straight to your inbox. As a mom of two, I always try to include things that are important to my family, and it's a great way to hear about all the new things we are cooking up at ATK. Plus, every new email added will be entered for a chance to win three free ATK Kids books for toddlers through teens. We'll draw 10 winners every month while the promotion lasts. And we have some great books available all the time. Head to atkkids.com newsletter to sign up today for your chance to win.